But honestly, you guys ready for a headliner? Yeah. The whole reason I'm here tonight, the funniest comic, in my opinion, in the world. Big fan, give it up everyone for Tony Vizzo. Someone who came to me for the very first time, kind of scared, not sure how it's going to go, do these workshops, and actually become better than me. I haven't seen it yet, but <laughs> I keep having I go, maybe this one at night. He kind of flamed out around year six. He fucked up. He met a girl, got married, got a good job. His career is over. I think Jonathan Gregory is uh, uh, the best comic, uh, in, undeniably, in Arizona. I, everybody I think is good, but Jonathan Gregory is without the, I doubt the, uh, the best comic in Arizona. Uh, he won't leave Arizona, but if he did, he might be the funniest comic in Utah. He would definitely be the funniest comic in Utah. Matter of fact, any of you, if you just drive to Utah, go to a rest stop and tell a dick joke to a homeless guy, you will be the funniest comic in Utah. If you go to San Francisco and tell a joke with a punchline, you will be the funniest comic in San Francisco. If you tell a joke not wearing a dress in San Francisco, you will be odd. You'll be weird. So it's good to be here, man. Like I said, I've been doing this uh, 31 years. I wrote a bunch of uh, new jokes for tonight, and I figured uh, that I would let those guys be funny, and I would try new stuff. And I'm kind of in a weird place right now. Uh, it's uh, tomorrow. It's actually tomorrow is my 61st, just to clear up, because the numerically challenged some of the comics. He's a hundred and like they're, except for Alden, like they're all that much goddamn younger than me, you know. Like, you know, and and I have a job. And a wife in a house, and that's anyway. So, um, <laughs> and, and a lot of people say that uh, uh, creatively, I'm undisciplined. I did this weird thing. Just happened to be. I've been doing this for thir uh, about when I. I'm the only comic I know. There's only a couple who started my career after I stopped drinking. Usually, comics start out and they, they're like really high and on dope and doing questionable shit in the back, you know. But I started. After I stopped drinking and using, and um, uh, so it's been a weird thing, you know. It, it, with that, I'm very disciplined. But for 30 years now, and I've been doing stand-up for 30 years, right before I go on stage, I go, I have no jokes. I don't know what I'm going to say. I, I totally blank for about two minutes. And uh, as I've gotten older, it's actually gone into the entire show. So, <laughs> and I, I, I'm having like a weird experience right now, and I don't say this uh, for pity, because you're comedy fans, so you have no pity. Um, but uh, like today, I had uh, 15 shots. Uh, uh, I was doing gay porn, and um, <laughs> they were all on my back. So um, 
I've been watching what you respond to. I don't want to give you what you want. No, I had 15. I like how the laughs are kind of, there's some people going, this is no. <laughs> no, this is, we thought, it, you know, older comic by a lake in a city thing. And be, they'll tell lovely jokes. No. I mean, I don't do anything weird anymore, but I still, I got like the, I've got like the, uh, the soul of Gandhi and the mind of Manson. So, it's a, uh, <laughs> like a Bob Rocky's giving me the light already. That's, that's good. Uh, I can do your act and we'll get out of here in about a minute. So, um, I, 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 uh, uh, I went to the doctor not too long ago because I found that uh, I was having problems uh, uh, sitting down, standing up, walking, and lying down. Otherwise than that, I was feeling pretty good. If I tried to move or stand still for a long period of time, I was in excruciating pain. Not existential pain and not, a, you know, like, an, like some sort of emotional angst. What is the meaning of life and shit? How come I'm not famous? And why does that girl don't love me? And all of a sudden it comes to pain when you're young that you think is pain. Nobody loves me. Oh, they don't see who I am. And like fucking pain. Like, like someone had run up with like a bunch of buzz saws and went, let's test out how sharp they are on this short old man's body. Let's just ram it with sharp objects for about three days. That kind of pain where you go, Jesus Christ, if I could go back in time and stand next to myself and every time I whined about not getting good fucking tickets to see Led Zeppelin and have to sit in the crow's nest, I'd punch myself in the nuts and go, shut up and enjoy the stolen blues music. <laughs> Like real, like, where you finally, you, you look at your wife and you go, there's something wrong. She goes, I know, but I still married you because I think we can work it out. I go, no, not that kind of wrong. <laughs> like wrong, like right now, instead of saying hi, I feel like saying, ah! And she goes, okay, maybe you should go to a doctor. I go, but I can't move from where I am. And doctor, where's Marcus Welby? Now I know why doctors made house calls. Because in the old days, hardly anybody lived past 50, but if you lived past 50, you couldn't fucking move. And since most of the money is made in old people, then you can't help them. It's just old people shit. It can't be fixed, but all you can do is, you know, sit by the bed and hold her hand and go, well, Ray, I remember you used to be, oh, hey, I know, Doc. And, you know. And that's how they made their money, by going to see people that couldn't do shit far and sitting by them and go, well, you know, we got some blood in them. And you died of consumption. That's what you died of in the old days. You couldn't consume anything, because you couldn't keep it down, or it would come flying out, or not fly out. But now they won't come to your house. So eventually I got moving, and I went to the doctor, and uh, they did a, uh, first they did a x-ray. And they said, well, we don't see anything. And I go, well, did you put on the fucking cool glasses you got from the back of the comic book? <laughs> and I still had a pair from an early Spider-Man. So, um, and then I could put it on. And I said, well, you have a narrowing disc. And I go, okay, that's not bad. A narrow that doesn't sound bad. A narrowing disc. That doesn't sound like anything scary. It's not like you could just de-narrow it, you know, or Robert de-narrow it. Hey, what are you doing? Come in here. I come to you. This is for you. Don't call me. You know, de-narrow the disc. I don't know, you know. Come with me. This bull can rage on the stage. Something, you know, so you can have a method actor talk to my back and shit will be straightened up. But, they, but it, nothing got any better. So then they said, you need an MRI, and I said, I haven't taken any of that since the Leon Russell concert in 76. I was in the end. So, um, uh, which is how I think I fucked up my back 
because I was in the balcony, like hopping over other seats. Listen, when you listen to Leon Russell and he's singing Leon Russell tunes, you go, yeah, motherfucker, you're really high. Because it's not, yeah, motherfucker music. Change, she was my first mother. Yeah, motherfucker. You've got a drug problem. Go to like a Mumford and Sons concert. If you go, you have a fucking drug problem. Yeah, you don't need an intervention with your family. You're just hurting your father and I. You don't need that shit. You know, go see Adele if you go, Mother, yeah! And if you lift up your shirt and shit at an Adele concert, you have a drug problem. If you might have a drug problem, we're not going there. I almost realized what I was doing there. You might have a drug problem. So um, anyway, they give me an MRI. Now, I don't know how many of you had an MRI, but uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. Which tells you a little something. Here's all you need to know about me. I started going to physical therapy, and there's three things they do. They have you do little tiny exercises that hurt more than lifting 300 pounds at a bench press. Little tiny, they go, well, just move your leg like this, and you go, whoa! Whoa! Where you're sitting there just a couple years ago, yeah, put some more on, yeah! They go, We need to tighten up that core. I'm going, can you just... I'm trying to explain to you, go from here, up here, I'm fine. And from here, down here, from about here to here, shit's going south. My, this, this part's going south faster than Donald Trump's poll numbers. They're going down. They're like a rock. They're going down cheaper than some of the women Bob Rocky uh, dated on Van Buren Avenue. They are going down. They are going down faster than Bob Rocky on Van Buren Avenue. Because he needed that money to get that business going. So, so from about here to here, not here, this is okay. This, one time, uh, because I'm a, like, uh, uh, what I am is I'm a, uh, uh, I'm a lazy hypochondriac, which means every day I wake up, I'm quite sure that I have a deadly disease, but I won't do anything about it. I wake up and go, I have cancer of everything. Oh, fuck, I better go to Starbucks. And the whole day I walk around miserable going, I'm going to die by the end of the day. Seriously, I'm a hypochondriac, I won't do shit about it. But at one point, I was positive I was going to have a heart attack. For no reason. I think what happened is I was having a good day. I was happy for a few minutes, and my brain went, something. Like when I was younger, things would be going well. I go, well, let's ruin this. Let's ruin this healthy part of our life. Let's ruin this relationship. Let's ruin this job. Let's see if I can fucking get her to leave me, lose my job, and hurt myself all between 10 and 12 on a Saturday night. By God, I can. Then I would fuck thing. Then I go, well, man, just, you know, it is nobody loves me. Don't fucking understand me. I'm an artist, motherfucker. Are you going to snort that line? So, um... No, you're not. So, <laughs> I, uh, I was an intravenous drug user who's now afraid of needles. I think that's progress. <laughs> it'd be true. When I used to shoot fucking downers, I would close my eyes. So, uh, <laughs> anybody here was an intravenous drug user in their life? By a round of applause. <laughs> How many people here ever used to rob their neighbors' houses to get money so they could shoot up fucking pharmaceutical grade? There we go, there we 
trailer with his girlfriend and said he would sell her trailer for fucking three ounces of Dilaudid, and you did it by a round of applause in 1973 while listening to Steeler's Wheel. By applause. How many people are listening to Steeler's Wheel and go, damn it, I need to go out and fuck somebody up? By a round of applause. How many people ever lived stuck in the middle with you and it made you homicidal? By a round of Ah, you're here with Russell Salt. I know everything I need to know about you. <laughs> you can see a Freudian therapist and they go, it's not your mother or your father, it's an alien. <laughs> I would love to spend a lot of time talking to you, but I'm a little busy right now. <laughs> Where was I? Ah! So I go to get the MRI. And I, I enjoy, here's all you need to know, here's what I get to. I go to physical therapy to do three things. They have you do exercises, okay? They have you do exercises, they massage you, and they put a TENS unit on you. By applause, how many people know what a TENS unit is? By applause. Now, I knew what they were, but I thought they were for some other shit. <laughs> you put them in a certain spot, and you don't need to go out. <laughs> yeah! Yeah! <laughs> It's a lot of fun. You put on an old episode of Charlie's Angel, put a tens unit in the right spot, you got a weekend. Yeah! That's, where I, that's what I thought they were for. That's how they were introduced to me. You can't, it's my culture. It's like a kid growing up in the ghetto, man. You can't blame me for selling drugs. You can't blame me for putting a tens unit on my genitals. It's how they were introduced to me. Yeah! My mother was very naive. She bought a vibrator and actually used it to massage her face. So, um, I remember we'd be watching Deep Martin and I'd go, what? it's good for the face, they say, I don't get it. It's not really working. I, on the other hand, figured out shit way too quick. I remember my father gave me the talk about, you know what happens if you have sex with a girl? You know how to not, I go, yeah, do you know where I can get a paternity lawyer? So, um, anyway, I met the uh, uh, physical therapist and the exercises, massage, electrocute you. Exercises, massage, electrocute you. They would give me the massage and I could not get off of the table because I was in excruciating pain. They put the tens unit on my back and I was ready to dance like fucking Fred Astaire. That's all you need to know about me. Nice, gentle, helpful stuff causes me intense pain. You electrocute me and I will love you. But, yeah, you know what? It's a way to live, okay? You should try it. Russell, you gotta, I'll lend you my TENS unit. I think it'll help your marriage. Or whatever this is. I don't know what the fuck you got going here. You know, if by the end of the night, it's like Cinderella, like slippers, and she goes home. But, um, so, um, sit down, Rachel. I'm not fucking done. So, so then I go and get the MRI. And if you've never had one, what they do is they make you lay down, which is, it's not too hard to give me, lay down, okay. All right. And then um, they put you in this, like, this little tube, which is kind of cool, because I feel like I'm in like uh, 2001. I always pretend like I'm in a movie. That's what keeps me going insane when my life's boring. When I go, when I go to like Walmart, I'm not at Walmart. I'm actually like a, a member of Starsky and Hutch trying to catch a fucking killer at the other end of Walmart. And I'm like cut through the coat. And I got a song with, song with the man going, da, 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 da. My wife goes, what are you doing? I go, I'm, I'm going over there like a short. She goes, you're doing it serpentine through the ladies' underwear. Like, I know. But it keeps me from going insane. So I'm laying there, and it's pretty cool. I go, this is like a New York apartment in the 80s. 
right? And then this little noise starts going like, I go, oh, this is like electronic dance music. And I start putting like a bass tune to it. I go, the lady's going, we're almost done. I go, take your time, we're dancing in here. Play some Duran Duran, goddammit. Girls on film. So I get out of there. They pull me out, they wheel me out, you know, and uh, I said, uh, and then they go, well, we'll send this to your doctor. So I go see my doctor, and I go, well, what's wrong with me? And he goes, well, you know, you're kind of an asshole. But um, I don't know, what is wrong with me? And he goes, um, well, uh, you have a problem in your lumbar. This is my lumbar. Yeah, I says, what's the, you mean like, there's wood? What are you, I don't understand your, I, I don't, science, was, I could mix chemicals all goddamn day, but I flunked science, so what? And he goes, well, the lower part of your spine, there's problems from L1 through L5. And I go, well, how many lumbars are there? And he goes, well, there's five. <laughs> And I got all oh, you. You know what? You catch on quick for someone who doesn't really catch on. So um, <laughs> you don't really know why you're here. <laughs> so L one through five, I have problems with. You know. So uh, and I go well. What do I got? They go well. You got uh, narrowing discs, and you have arthritis, and you have a node. And they still won't tell me what the node is. I go, what's the note? They go, well, we'll let another doctor tell you. I go, I, how many fucking copays do you people want? I'm saying no to the note. Just say no. <laughs> and I go, how do you fix it? They go, well, surgery. I go, well, let's do surgery. They go, well, no. And I go, why not? They go, they got all this other shit you got to do before surgery. I go, does it fix it? They go, no. <laughs> but this is how it's done. I says, am I talking to the federal government or a doctor? <laughs> Then I have to go through a bunch of useless shit to get to the useful stuff. They said, yeah. They said, basically, you have to keep coming to physical therapy and get shot with bigger and bigger needles until we can't fit a needle in you anymore. And then we'll go in and we'll take some shit out. And it might work and it might not. And I said, this sounds like my act. The first time I hurt my back, I got more, I got more, I got plenty. Listen, if you want back, you want back jokes, I got the fucking back jokes. <laughs> Nobody else. As a comic, you're always trying to beat other comics to the punch on things, but I'm realizing that the way I beat people to punch is by falling apart more quickly than other comics. So you go, man, and I'll tell you how sick comics are. There's a comic right now, one of the comics in the back of the room is going, fuck, I wish my back would have fucked up. <laughs> then I'd have all these good back jokes. It's, you know what, it's like working with a prop or something, man. He's up there, sure, he's got a bad back, as we talked about. You can't have any cool fucking jokes about like Pokemon or airlines or stuff. You know, it's like, it's, it's, he's, he's kind of hacky, man. If everybody had bad back, that's how sick comics' minds are. <laughs> comics have sick minds. Comics have, they're good people with sick minds. I'll tell you about how sick they are. This is a joke I wrote a long time ago. A guy was writing a relationship book, and he asked for jokes for him. And this is the one joke I wrote for his book that he used, okay? And this is the joke. This, this shows you a comic's mind. And every comic in this room will think this is funny. They won't laugh. They say, okay, but no. If I laugh at him, then that means he's funnier than me, and then I can't accept that in life. 
No one can be funnier than me. People just don't know how fucking funny I am yet. But I will. One of these days they'll all see that I'm great. And if I laugh at him, the noise might fucking get people's ears and they won't hear how fucking great. Anyway, here's the joke about sexual sickness. You ever thought you were sexually sick, Kendall? Okay, yeah, okay. So, um, <laughs> if you, if you, until I wrote this in the 80s. <laughs> If you have a wife and a mistress, and if while you're with your wife, you fantasize about your mistress, it might be wrong, but it's not sick. But if while you're with your mistress, you fantasize about your wife, you're just asking for a miserable goddamn life. Around the time I wrote that joke, my back went out. It's probably, this God punishing me. God says, you know what, if you think like that, you're a nasty boy. Nasty, nasty boys. <laughs> Miss Tony, if you're nasty. <laughs> I only got through two of these fucking jokes, by the way, Ernie, in 20 minutes. <laughs> I've actually got 11 jokes here, but I've only gotten through two. And it's, guys, you guys, you know what, I'm having a good time. But there's a certain point where you no longer have a good time. It's like, do you remember what age you were when having sex for three hours became a bad idea? <laughs> remember when having sex all night? Remember, that's when they write songs about all night long, over and over again. Nobody goes, a half hour and we're out. <laughs> Let's just try not to miss the law and order. On the Lifetime channel, it's three minutes of commercials. I think we can pull it off between each blunk blunk. If you're timing your sexual activity between then you're old. If by the time, like in order, it goes to commercial, you're going, all right, I, see, I think I can come before I hear And by the way, if the person you're with is thinking it's a good idea, that tells you a lot. It's not like, you know what, you don't care about me watching TV. I want to see the goddamn show, too. What's that? You've been married for 20 years. You've been married for 20 years? Have you been married to Russell for 20 years? No. You know, now, this, by the way, this is my friend Russell Salt, and he wrote a book about relationships. Very funny. And you should write a new one and dedicate it to God. Quit while you're a fucking head. <laughs> <laughs> Discretion is the better part of valor. You're like Trump. You can't shut up. <laughs> Do you think? You know, I don't want to. I don't. You know, I, I get pretty nasty. Uh, I can't help myself on Facebook with people to uh, post dumb stuff about the or what I think is dumb stuff. Maybe what I think is dumb stuff. I don't know. But I think, like most of you, I think I'm right and other people are wrong. And then I torture people about it. But I'm watching Donald Trump the other day, and I was trying to figure out. He's, because I, I listen to people talk for a living and then try to help them maximize it. So I truly do that, and it's a lot of fun. I, I, I have a stand-up comedy workshop, but part of it is going, how can I make it so people will listen to this guy, even if he's like reading a magazine, that he'll be interesting. That's part of what I, I try to do. So I watch all kinds of speeches all the time and try to figure it out. So at first I listen to Trump, and I go, well, he's speaking at a third grade level. I go, that's kind of rude. Then I read a report that he's not. He's speaking at a fourth grade level. <laughs> Seriously, he speaks the way four, you, you talk to a fourth grader. It's got to be really good, really good. If you behave, you're going to get ice cream, ice cream, and it'll be the greatest ice cream, but you've got to be good. 
you gotta be really, really good. And not just today ice cream, because I'm really, really rich. I can get you ice cream, ice cream, anytime. Because I, I can make ice cream for you. Not at the, I'll buy, we're gonna bring the jobs back for you. For you, bring the jobs back. Ice cream, ice cream factories. It'll sell because my beautiful daughter Ivanka, Ivanka, and my beautiful wife, Melanie, Melanoma, will be on the ice, they'll be on the ice cream in low, like, like mommy, like mommy, saying, eat this. It's not that he's dumb, and it's not that he thinks that the people who listen to him are dumb, but he knows he does a logic thing. Not all people who like me will be dumb. Some people who like me will be dumb. I don't want the dumb people to not like me because they feel, because they, because they feel dumb. I don't want, I don't want you. It's going to be great. You will understand. Now, I used to live in Hollywood, and I used to live on Hollywood Boulevard, and I used to uh, use drugs. And I'm not putting out use drugs. That was a, a phase of my life. I don't regret it. I wouldn't go back to it. I wouldn't trade. I wouldn't trade one day of sitting in my backyard right now, looking at birds and talking to people on the phone and planning a visit to see my daughter and having uh, my wife and I's grandkids come over. I wouldn't trade one minute of that for anything back then. But I had it back then. And one of the reasons that I'm okay with not having a back then is because I had a really fucking good back then. <laughs> there is nothing in my life going, well, I guess I missed that. Because I didn't miss it. I made some of this shit up. There was stuff that you saw, you saw in a magazine months later going, do you believe people are doing this to enjoy themselves? And I go, yeah, I can believe it because we thought it up off of San Vicente Boulevard in West Hollywood one night when we were coked out of our goddamn minds. Anyway, never do weird shit with a writer. That's all I'm saying. It'll end up on TV. So I knew a lot of weird people. I knew I knew a lot of the fucking ragged people, you know. And I knew uh, drug dealers, and I knew uh, loan sharks. And I'm not talking about myself. And uh, I knew prostitutes. I'm not talking about Bob Ruffin. Uh <laughs> And I knew pimps. I knew pimps. Okay. It wasn't like I would call it. Hey, let's go see what Ray the pimp's doing. It'd be like you'd be at a party someplace getting high. And you go, what do you do? I'm a pimp. Okay. All right. Great. Because you meet weird people if you take drugs long enough. <laughs> Yeah, you, my friend Rich Scheidner I, I, has a great joke. Going, so if you do coke long enough, go, so what do you do for a living? You kill people? Good, you kill people. What's that thing? So I started listening to Donald Trump, and I go, he sounds like a sugar pimp on Hollywood Boulevard, hanging out at the Hollywood bus station, trying to talk runaways into doing tricks. <laughs> Look, just touch him a little. It'll be really good. You'll make so much money. Look, of course you'll have to have sex with strangers, but only the ones we love. Just the ones we love. And, and if some of them might be huge. But, we're all, but jobs will come back. Blow jobs, if you'll give blow jobs, they will come back. Two 
versions of Donald Trump. <laughs> Around that time, so then I get sober like 85, da, 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 da. and then uh, one, of my, one of my things when I was younger, I would do like insane stuff, and people go, you're gonna pay for that someday. And I'd, go, and, I'd be, and I'd be doing like insane physical stuff, drinking stuff, drug stuff, weird stuff. One of those things going, I bet you I can jump from here to here, and if I don't, I won't feel it, because I'm totally anesthetized anyway. <laughs> And people go, you're gonna pay for this someday. And I go, and my line when I was in my 20s was, yeah, motherfucker, but today ain't that day. <laughs> today is that day. <laughs> Not only have I lived long enough to be one of the people I used to make fun of, remember when we used to drive through some little town and go, who the fuck would live out here? I'm one of the people. <laughs> you know who lives in little towns? Convicts and murderers and drug dealers and rock stars and beautiful people who are now not any of those things. They go, I'll oh, just move to the goddamn desert. <laughs> but I have avoided drug use since March 85. Uh, and I went to a doctor one time. He's like, thank you. Thank you very much. You think about it. And um, <laughs> and you realize how insidious the pill industry is in America. It's so insidious. And I've known guys who've had like the house and the wife and the cars and the kid, and they were working for a publishing company making a quarter million dollars a year, and they were totally sober, and they've been sober for 10 years, and then they had a tooth removed, and the next thing you know, they were blowing people down in South Central LA for a hit of fucking cheap heroin. And then they would come crawling back, and I go, what happened? I go, well, I took some Vicodin because I had some pain. Next thing I know, I'm down in South Central LA sucking a gangbanger's dick for fucking 10 bucks. <laughs> I know. So not to the gangbanger. Life is perspective. To the gangbanger, he's going, you know, this drug stuff's not too bad. I'm getting what I want. I don't have to force anyone. This person's happy. They're getting money. I'm happy. I can now drive down the street and listen to, you know, some classic war with Eric Burton. I'll be fine. But I've always avoided it. I, I, I would go through incredible pain. For, and I went to, I remember, and how they tried to push him on you. Like in 91, I was jogging. I don't know if you ever jogged. I was jogging. And one of those things where both feet were up in the air, and I heard a click. I hadn't touched the ground. You understand? I was kind of, you know, like you're running when you're young, and you're stretching out. And, yeah, motherfucker. and you're thinking maybe the Olympics if you just really fucking try. <laughs> when you're at that age where you go, I can't play football, but maybe I can kick a football. I'll go to an open tryout. You're still thinking that way. And I'm jogging in Los Angeles. Yeah? And both legs are in the air. They're both, you know, just for a second. Not even a full second. I'm up off the air, and I hear, click. And way before this joke stops, my left foot hit the ground and then my entire body like a cheap suit, like fucking something you buy off the rack from a Trump suit that was made in China, that was made in China, that is really nice. You go out in the rain and it falls apart like his entire goddamn candidacy be. Once we see his tax return to see he's not even a billionaire, it falls apart like that. And I, had, I went to the hospital and I go, I'm in pain, I would like some physical therapy. And I'm a cast of dispersion. And when this other guy sounded, the doctor looks at me and goes, what kind of pills do you want? And I go, excuse me? He goes, what kind of pills do you want? 
I go, well, uh, I'm a drug addict alcoholic, and, uh, and I don't want to take any pills because uh, I'm prone to addiction, and that usually if I get through an entire bottle of some sort of pain pill, I will then have an addiction issue, and whenever I do take a pain pill, actually my sponsor comes over to the house and makes sure and he'll hold the bottle, and even though I control a lot of things in my life, I'm smart enough to know about that, he goes, oh, oh, you're a drug addict, yeah. What kind of pills you want? <laughs> I don't want any pills. I said, yeah, maybe some chiropractic stuff. He goes, no, we don't do that. Not approved. <laughs> what kind of pills you want? I don't want any goddamn pills. You want injections? <laughs> they were ready to shoot me with dope. I go, I want physical therapy. They go, oh, come back Monday. So I actually crawled out of there and crawling limbs. I hopped. I did like a little bunny hop. So uh, for years, I've avoided that. It's all the back jokes. How much time have I done, Ernie? Like 31. Jesus Christ. Uh, I had so many fun things I wanted to talk about here. Um, so you know, I've gotten older. I'm going to be 61 tomorrow. You know, and I know, like, uh, like all of us, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I, got, I got a great wife. Uh, Shirley and I, uh, we met in 2008. Uh, and, uh, it's so cute. We met on MySpace. And um, yeah, it's like she hit me up on MySpace and goes, uh, do you want to get busy, motherfucker? No. <laughs> no, she had moved to uh, uh, moved up here from Tucson uh, to run a, a business and saw that I was a comic you know, in one of the towns around here. And I'm going to say the town right now because I'm not going to go into that show. And uh, I came out to see a show. And we started talking and we became friends first. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Who wants that? Friends first. We got to know each other as human beings. Before we ever kissed. That is disgusting. <laughs> we found out we had so many common interests, and then just talking to her made me feel better inside than doing weird things with someone in 1982. And I, I go, that's stupid. And, um, and, then, uh, and, and then we got married. And uh, we got married, and uh, we had uh, we got married here. Uh, usually, I make a joke about it, but we actually got married here outside. Arthur was at the wedding. Some other people, and we had the reception here. And uh, and we both have talked about that we met each other at the right time in life. Both have grown kids, this sort of thing, you know. Uh, a lot of a lot of the uh, negative sides of our personality we have worked through or can't do. <laughs> Well, if I do that, she'll know because I'll be limping for four days. <laughs> Why are you limping? I know what that limp means. <laughs> Usually after we've spent like two, between a lawn on her, after that you limp. <laughs> Why are you limping? <laughs> Why are you limping, my darling young one? <laughs> And I, I tell people, uh, uh, by the way, if you're, uh, so uh, I'm married, if you're a younger woman, you should date older men. We'll never cheat on you. We can't. <laughs> you take care of us once a month. The rest of the time, we're doing yard work. <laughs> we uh, don't lie to you. We say what we mean. We mean what we say. For instance, if I ever say to Shirley, hey, let's go to the other room and uh, lay down. I mean, <laughs> nappy nap. Also, the criteria changed for both of us. Both of us agreed. And this is from my point of view. But when I told her about it, she laughed like, oh. then instead of looking at her and goes, well, this woman will be good in bed, I went, is this the woman who will help me get out of bed? <laughs> <laughs> if I, the day I went and go, ugh, will she be the one who will come over to the other side of the bed and put her hand out and lift me out of the bed? Because that's what I need in life. 
She is that woman. I love her very much. I love all of you. That's our show. Thank you very much. Good night.